My name is Chris. I'll be your host today. And today I've got Noura as my co-host. Hey! And with me I've got uh, two of the co-founders from Bespoke. Tolda and Nicholas Arayo. Did I get that yes. correct? Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> so you guys are, have different roles in your company as well. What I've been reading on the website has been strategic design and tech. Where are we doing that? Is that correct? Yeah. And uh, strategic innovation and future, also mm. creative strategist. Mm. Yes. So mm. a little check-in question today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you have one? Up? No, do you have any off the bat? I think like uh, after we have had a long day, so perhaps like top of mind or um, yeah, the feeling right now, how mm. do you feel? Mm. Is that a good question? Let's go for that. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel pretty good. Yeah. I feel pretty good. Uh, I'm a little tired, but that's uh, that's because we've been uh, been with, uh, with one of the teams, uh, one of the hyper teams, and uh, they've been working really hard. So we've been working really hard to uh, to be with them. Uh, we've been lecturing them today, and it's been really nice. So, uh, so I mean, I feel good. I feel good. Yeah, super happy as well. Yeah, it's good. Uh, good outcomes and good content out of the mm. the workshops with the with the team. Also yesterday with with you guys, mm. that was that was really nice. And also very tired and <laughs> <laughs> drained <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> but you guys are, I'm very impressed with, uh, with your level of, of developing content. Mm. I, think, nice. uh, I think you guys can be very proud <laughs> at Hyper. Nice yeah. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel also, I feel great, but at the same time also tired. Mm. Um, because we've had an intense day with uh, working on our class culture with our um, program manager, Johanna. And it's been very, yeah, somewhat emotional and somewhat like digging into how, what is our culture in the class mm-hmm. and what can we do to create an even better culture than we have today. So I think that was challenging, but very, very nice as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel very close to everyone now. <laughs> Check in. Yeah, I would say as well, I feel like I'm running a bit on reserves, but like in a good way feels like there's been a lot accomplished today. Feeling, I'm just looking forward to this talk, mm. really. Um, check in. Mm. Um, for those listeners who don't know, we had uh, Rune and uh, Nico. Yesterday we had them actually for a workshop in creative research and future uh, mapping, I would say. Mm-hmm. It was a great session. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Yeah, everybody <laughs> came good. out of yeah. there and they were like, what did you love about it? I think it was the um, both like the um, opening up and structuring down. Like it was, it was a good way of uh, collecting a lot of knowledge, going broad and deep in, in a really, really structured and nice way. Um, so I think that was what I take took with me. Yeah. So how did you guys like start with that, or bespoke started and then you went on with with bespoke? Yeah, what did how did it? Yeah, well, we we met at the Chaos Pilots, um, which is a um, enterprising leadership school in Denmark, mm. uh, where you go for three years and you train your enterprising skills and your creative leadership skills, and uh, you work in a team uh, of 
35 plus people mm-hmm. for three years and it's very intense education very a lot of development but also like you get a lot of new tools and new new methods and we met there we were in the same team and um, yeah we both kind of came from the creative industries like I, I did study architecture before and work within uh, agencies and, and, and as a creative director and Rune also is a designer works also as a creative director and photographer uh, for many years before Chaos Pilots. Mm. So we met there with this backpack of knowledge about uh, creativity. Mm. That was kind of what we what we had, mm. and and throughout our, our education at Chaos Pilots, we always focused on on that in some sort of way. So we did a lot of work together, a lot of projects like cli- mm. client projects at school, and also uh, <laughs> external projects. Like we did a documentary mm. in South mm. America, and we travel a lot, nice. and so we've been kind of doing work in the school and outside the school mm. for, for many years. Mm. So we develop a good working culture, I think, uh, understanding each other and sharing a lot of the same dream mm-hmm. of, of working with, with creativity mm. and, and, and try to do it for, to create some value uh, mm. in the world somehow. Um, so at, at the Chaos Pilots, the last year is a full year where you can explore a topic and, and do whatever you want, basically. Uh, so we decided to partner up and explore that topic even more in depth of creativity and and future thinking kind of so we specialize in that we got a lot of learnings from that mm-hmm. and experience and bespoke was just like a result of that of that experience like mm-hmm. we we didn't start kind of wanting to make a company mm-hmm. but uh, it was more like uh, it became a result of like a natural st- a natural step, step because yeah. Yeah. so we had this this dream of like working with creativity but also um, creating our dream jobs uh, so what is creativity for you guys I like that quote of uh, creativity being like making connection yeah. between uh, between points between dots mm-hmm. um, in the way that um, I don't think when you uh, for example when you ideate you talk a lot about that here mm. in Hyper. Mm-hmm. This this thing of the process of coming up with ideas. Mm. Um, very often, it's uh, an idea is not like there's no almost original idea. It always comes from like smashing other ideas together, yeah, yeah. or other concepts or things that is in the world, um, smashing them together, and then you get something new, right? Mm. Um, and I like to think of creativity like that because it also helps us to understand that it can be in a process. So it's this thing of that uh, that ideas mm. just pop down from the sky while you're sitting there <laughs> and uh, suddenly you just see the light like in a, in a movie about like meeting Christ, yeah, you know, like yeah. it, it doesn't happen like that. Uh, it can sometimes, mm. but mm. Uh, I still believe it is the connections in your brain then mm. making them, but it also means that, that you can actually make a, uh, make a process and follow a process and a creative process and in that way force yourself to to make connections and come up with the with the with new ideas and if you then make sure that those connections and those things that that is around is is relevant for the project then there's a pretty good chance that it's uh, an idea that's going to create some value for a client or uh, for yourself if you're if you're working we like to talk about the democratization of creativity mm-hmm. like how do you move it from the creative people mm-hmm. only like uh, 
and and understand that creativity is like a, a like a skill or a mindset that it's that everybody has it mm-hmm. and everybody can use it so like doesn't matter if you are designer in an advertising agency or if you work in a bank like mm-hmm. you like creativity is all about mm-hmm. solving problems <laughs> mm-hmm. at the end of the day right and and and, and like like you said one like it's this if you if you have a lot of dots that you can connect like probably you can solve those problems in in new ways mm-hmm. and maybe more efficient more effective uh, and more innovative ways right so like we want like we always talk about like how mm-hmm. can we democratize creativity make it more accessible make it you know demystified in yeah. some sort of way mm-hmm. and and i think like our, a lot of our work is about that kind of mm-hmm. like how to simplify it how to put it into a process that anybody can follow mm-hmm. and then imitate and then hack mm-hmm. for their own mm-hmm. needs right so There's like I like, like to say that everybody yeah. is the chosen ones. Everyone. <laughs> and the word of yeah. uh, democrativity. Mm. So liking those two words. Yeah. It's also a nice word. Because I think a lot of people are scared of that. So like mm. a lot of people say I'm not creative or people mm. often see creative as an artist. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, I think it has been misunderstood a yeah. little bit. That creativity mm. can't is limited to like mm. one type of industry or anything. Mm. And that's uh, quite sad. Because it's like it's something I've come back to a few times now these past few weeks is I think we need to learn a lot more from kids in one way. Mm. Um, we, we see, like, for example, now they have the mindfulness coloring books, mm. um, that that's mm. good for you. Mm. And I think it's just the same kind of thing. Like, we just have to be open, kind of reach that openness. We tend to always structure too much up and then forget yeah. that little creative side of, like kids are, they're always looking for new things or yes. new patterns mm. or um, how to learn. And that's that's a part of a creative process is like to train your curiosity yeah. mm. and to be curious. And sometimes you get like today uh, today we're working on a brief with the guys uh, on a pension company, mm-hmm. right? And and if you say pension, it's not necessarily the most sexy thing <laughs> no, in the world no. when you're when you're young. And yeah. it's like this is something that maybe my dad would be thinking about <laughs> right at this point. Mm. Um, but. But it's this thing of actually, uh, I think a lot of the guys also realize that when you start diving into to that world mm. and the the things that is affecting that industry and mm. and looking for um, for inspiration around that, suddenly you can you can choose to be very curious and you become very curious. Mm. And there's actually really really interesting things mm. uh, around there. Some of the guys started diving into the whole uh, shift of um, uh, generations. Mm-hmm. Mm up there and found some really interesting things of how, you know, our parents' generation view pension and how the new, like, generation or the millennials and that yeah. we are probably a part of, like, mm. in, uh, how they view some of those things, right? And and that's very, very interesting, yeah. even though we're talking about pension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, were, we, we were using both past and future, and you talked mm. about, we were talking earlier about uh, using the future as fuel. Mm. How do you see that mm-hmm. coming into yeah, is is it points back to that that idea of the connecting dots? I think, mm. like so, if if we define creativity as the ability of connect, making is interesting connections between dots, uh, you need to have those dots first in order to do that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and the more dots you have, the more material you have to, to come up with with better mm. and with more radical and more innovative ideas, right? So, and like future thinking, like or foresight in this case is is an, a method and is a mindset that can help us collect a lot of dots so like when we start looking at the future there's a um, 
you know, this hope in the future is always something that is not here, so we can shape it as we want. So, mm-hmm. like, there's there's some inspirational aspect about the future that is very that is very yeah uh, sexy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for 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 creativity. So, we 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 like to say that 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 we want, that we use the future as creative fuel, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's it's informing us, it's providing us mm-hmm. with with new perspectives, with new inspiration, with new ideas, with new ways of looking at, at the present. And, 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 and those are dots, right, for our backpack of, mm. of knowledge. So mm. the more we know, the more dots we have, the more likely we are to make interesting connections, right, that yeah. could, could become potentially good solutions, new ideas, new products, etc. Mm. And it, it's scary how many times I've heard within the like, last couple of years, maybe a few years ago, like companies saying, oh, we need an app. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Oh, we also need an app, yeah. mm-hmm. and where like it, it almost doesn't matter what that app is about because yeah. like their competitor has an app, so they yeah. need an app. Mm-hmm. Right? And what we are fighting for is to you know to make the new ideas, the new services, the new products that mm-hmm. that uh, companies are are developing mm-hmm. uh, that they are uh, that they're based on a foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, and that they they have a, a large chance of actually creating value. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking into the future and like looking into to trends and tendencies, and there's a, a much bigger chance that what you are developing is gonna mm. be uh, is gonna be relevant mm. in the future. Mm. We we don't believe that you can predict the future. Otherwise, I would not be here. Otherwise, I would right be at the lotto thing right now, <laughs> like collecting my money. Yes. But, but you like you can observe at uh, at signals. You can observe at. Um, you know, behaviors or changes and mm-hmm. trends and things that together, when you put them together, like paint landscapes and like future landscapes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those future landscapes can inspire you. Right? It can help you design new products, design new services. That's impossible, right? But you can really, you can say this might happen. And what if we create this future for this to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So it's more empowering in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday we gave uh, also you guys like uh, the picture of uh, a guy river rafting. Mm. Mm. The idea that like when you river raft, and I have a really good friend that actually mm. is a, is a river rafter, and if you when you go down the stream, if you uh, if you if you st- stop moving, like you'll fall over, mm. and also if you don't paddle uh, enough, like whenever you see a rock, it's too late mm-hmm. to get around it because you need to be in a movement mm. in order to like actually get around it. Yeah. And I believe it's very much the same that that. It's not always uh, about knowing exactly that you are building something that will be uh, super relevant in the future or making sure that what you're doing is like it's, it's going to be perfect for the future because you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but you know that you need to do stuff mm-hmm. in order not to like hit that rock. Yeah. So as a, mm-hmm. as a company or as an organization, you need to be in movement. Mm-hmm. And then you, along the way, you'll, you'll see what is... Uh, what are some of those trends? Some of those uh, trends and tendencies that you uh, that you explored, how how they are evolving, and then you can turn the volume up and down, mm. you know, mm. for those things and develop more product in one area and like maybe less in another one, mm. right? But you know that you need to do something, yeah. otherwise it's going to be too late. Right? Mm. Reminds me of one of my favorite quotes: mm. um, "You can't stop the wave, but you can learn to surf." Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Can I just ask you, where does the past come in? Because we can talk a lot about the present and the future, but how can we interpret the past and mm. how should we use that? <laughs> does, does that fit mm. into yeah. your yeah, thinking? Because you can look, you can look at the, 
at a signal. We like mm. to, to talk about signals. Mm. The signal is, is, is the thing that we observe that is, a, that is a, you can say, a piece of data mm. yeah. uh, that we can use. And if we have a lot of data, then we can make assumptions about what mm. we're probably having. So we, need to, we like to collect data that is like the present, mm. you know, the things that, that we see today. Mm. And that's often what we do when we talk about the future. Oh, we see that these, like Spotify made this mm. function, right? Mm. So we tend to say that that's what's happening. But sometimes when you, when you then also uh, make sure to look at that element in the past, mm. it tells you where it's coming from. Mm. And you can see if it's something that's, that's new or it's something that's been maybe going on for a long, long time. And if it's going on, it's mm. been going on for a long time, there's a bigger chance that, uh, that it will probably continue for a while, mm. right? So you need that in order to, to kind of look into the future, see, see the, the lifespan mm. of, of Signal. Mm. Also, now that we're throwing quotes. I don't know if it's the right quote, but like, it's something about like, we study the past, uh, not to repeat the mistakes we did in the past in the future or something like yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Right, so like it's also something about mm. understanding that this you know <laughs> we there's a lot of situations that are cyclical and that happen again and again like so you can find i don't know you can find in the past situations or events or things that maybe we're experiencing today mm. and you can say oh how does this situation unfold mm. right and you can maybe start making predictions or projections from that kind of like um, like we were talking yesterday about this the the thing in New York City right with the mm. horses and how they they you know they thought that the city will will end after 100 years because there will be too much horse shit in the streets right yeah. it was like 1860s in right? the 1860s yeah. Yeah. Right? the futurists of 1860s the futurists of 1860s they they were gathering in New York uh, trying to predict the future of the city and yeah. they conclude like they look at the data and they conclude that with the rising population there will be more horses required to transport people and goods yeah. um so the amount of horse shit in the streets will be like you know <laughs> huge and people will get sick so like the city would not exist in a hundred yeah. years right but they didn't see that in 30 years or less than 30 years you know henry ford invented the the car and then you know 10 years later there were more than thousand factories across America uh, making cars so like today we are kind of if you look at that kind of um, event like today we are in the same situation I would say oh we are in you know global warming is kind of it's going to kill us yeah. and, and, and there's nothing that's going to save us and but may, there might be a like you know disruptive technology in five ten years that changed the whole game mm. and mm. suddenly you know the old fossil fuel paradigm you know, disappears and a new paradigm arises. And we can start seeing some of those things right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's so many things happening within uh, energy, uh, new new energy sources, new mm -hmm. new ways of, of, of transportation, of, of using energy for living, uh, that we can start seeing those signals today mm -hmm. and, and, you know, make the projection that this might happen again. There might, there's going to be a disruptive technology, a disruptive change, not in a longer time that will make the old paradigm obsolete yeah. because mm -hmm. that happens all the time in, in, in history, right? So that's why we, we look at the past because we could find good examples of things uh, and understand how they unfold and how they manifested and we can use that to, to, to make projections right mm -hmm. now. That's what I liked a lot about your workshop yesterday. You, had, mm -hmm. you really put it into perspective. We were talking when we were doing research, for example, we use this uh, scope wheel, we mm. call it. Mm -hmm. So we had uh, was it five, six different categories. Mm -hmm. 
So it was like yeah. the social, the technological, economical, social, environmental, political, political, and the different values of people. Yeah. We call the steep V. The steep V. Mm. Yeah. 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 And uh, that really put a very large perspective on things. And I think mm. something a lot of people, when they research or they lack, they usually go very narrow. And you, you were discussing about creative research mm. or the difference between creative research mm. and maybe the classical kind of research um, mm. and trying to predict that mm. future or mm. yeah. Um, mm. Do you and think it's like something that's necessary for a, a lot of companies today or something they lack when they look at their, they might just be looking at their industry instead of looking out yeah. towards the West? Mm. I think they, a lot of companies need a more holistic view. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And also the thing that maybe like 50 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you were affected by your industry. Like, but today, reality is companies are affected by so many other industries than their own mm. and so many other things than their own. So and changes so fast. Yeah. yeah. And you have a like you have a Danish company like we're from <laughs> we're from uh, Copenhagen. Right. So a Danish company would be affected by international laws. Yeah. Now. It wasn't like that years yeah. ago. Right. So in, in order to to make sure that you like that you have an idea of what's uh, what's going to hit you. In the, in the mm. future, you need to, to have like a, a broad view and you mm. need to understand the, a lot of elements that maybe not doesn't feel too close mm. to your business, but, but that, uh, that will probably affect you, right? Mm. You need to look at, at your cousin industries mm. Mm. And, yeah. and things like that in order to, uh, to have an idea of mm. yeah, what's going to hit you. I mean, take, take Airbnb, for example. Mm. Like today's, mm. you know, um, bigger than, than hotels. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The biggest they, hotel chain yeah, in the, the world. biggest right? hotel chain in the world. Like mm-hmm. five years ago, the guy, the founders were just launching, you know, the first, uh, <laughs> renting their air mattress, you know, yeah. only five years ago. And, and, and you could say that it's not just things related to the, to the hotel industry or to the leisure, no. Yeah, leisure. Hospitality. Oh. Okay. Travel and hospitality industry. Um, there's so many things that kind of, made that mm-hmm. uh, growth happen you know it's not is is the technology you know mm-hmm. that 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 you that everybody has a smartphone so that they can access this platform easily is the the change of mindset that now mm-hmm. we're entering into a social um, sharing economy mindset mm-hmm. is the economical changes as well that mm-hmm. people maybe don't want to spend as much money as before is you know it's like suddenly it's not mm. just we're not just talking about hotels mm. and that you know very confined mm. um, dimension mm. it's much more broader than that it's so many factors and so many uh, drivers that are um, mm. making that to happen right so we, we need to understand those things because just just like you said one there's so much influence <laughs> you know like yeah. ev- we are influenced by by everything and we don't know what is the next disruptive thing that might make my business go bankrupt in one year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so, it changes so fast and it's so mm-hmm. radical. So for like, for companies today, do you guys think that is like a new division in one way that, that is needed somehow? Like the mm. trend spotters or something? I'm, I'm not sure yeah. if it has to be a division because I, I think actually it is, it should be in the DNA. It should be. To, to a certain level. Yeah. Maybe you need a division to make sure that that happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But maybe it should be under human research, even uh, human results, yeah. to to make sure that everybody yeah. uh, gets the view. We we work with a, a big Norwegian client that that has like a, a lot of employees, mm. and one of the things that we're working on now is is how do we make sure that a lot of that knowledge 
mm-hmm. that, uh, that we're doing through creative research is, is getting into the whole organization, mm-hmm. right? And how do we make sure that everybody and the people on the floor as well, like, mm-hmm. uh, get a chance for to to hear uh, mm-hmm. what was in that scope wheel, <laughs> yeah. and what was in in, in those uh, in that in that context? Do you have a solution to that? Do you know how to? Because I think that's very important that yeah. the whole organization is a part of mm-hmm. development yeah. and the future. Mm-hmm. So, but do you have any? way of yeah. doing that in a big organization right now we're working with uh, it's more like a, in, a, in a digital uh, mm. format mm. Uh, uh, in a way where uh, on a like basically an internal platform mm. uh, and that's the that's the solution right now we've also been working with like uh, actually making magazines mm. yeah. so so sharing it like uh, in the cantina uh, mm. having magazines lying around that's uh, talking about the, the industry uh, but also talking about related industries right mm. because it's so mm. important yeah. Uh, I love the uh, the example as well of uh, of uh, how Starbucks, you know, that they have made those um, that they have the co- coffee cards mm. that you can like prepay. Mm. So you have like the prepaid cards, and you just go in, you swap it, and then you get your cup of coffee. Well, that means that like uh, Starbucks, they have before they produce that cup of coffee, they already have somebody paid for it, meaning that they have like a lot of cash lying mm. around, and uh, meaning that like uh, the banks now. They're not looking towards the other banks. Like they're they're looking towards Starbucks and mm. and businesses that have like a, a, a business model like that, right? Because they are the one right now with the most cash in the world. Mm. They can lend out more money than any bank can, mm. right? Because they're sitting with them. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like that's the things that we want in those magazines, or they will mm. want to make sure that like people around in in the company start, uh, start thinking about and also uh, mm. are able to to share their knowledge as well, because mm. that's just as important, right? To, um, and at the end of the day, you 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 need to talk like to work with culture. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the key uh, for mm. for everything. Like, uh, is is the culture that makes a company innovative? Mm. Like, is the you can say this company is innovative, but it's not the company; it's the people in the mm. company mm. that makes that place inno- innovative. So, this culture is how the people uh, interact with their own work and with each other, and how the people commit to the vision of mm. the company. Mm. Uh, how do people incorporate this kind of thinking into what they do uh, mm. so they don't work short term they don't work like in silos that they work uh, in collaboration with others that, that they are visionaries as well mm. um, so culture is like super 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 key I would say mm. um, uh, yeah also like uh, when you were talking about the Starbucks example yeah. I also read uh, that also in Starbucks like there was this guy who was um he was his parents were like drug addicts Mm -hmm. in the states and he grew up in a very rough environment and he had like no not not really like a lot of opportunities for his future right and he started working at starbucks i mean he went through a lot of jobs and like always failed and like he couldn't really commit to anything because he was just not he didn't have any uh willpower (laughs) um but then like he, he he got a job in starbucks and i think and they invested a lot in him, into him getting an education, into him creating good habits, mm-hmm. into him uh, becoming a better person before being a good employee. And like then like they were telling his story that after a couple of years, you know, he became one of the most successful managers in Starbucks and now he manages I don't know how many stores. Um, because like he was committed to the vision, he was committed to uh, to the culture, right? He was creating culture. So mm-hmm. You know, you then you can see why some companies actually succeed really well because they incorporate a culture that is 
of course innovative and about creativity and all these things yeah. that we're talking about but also a cultures that that put the human being mm. first right mm. the developing the yeah. person and what you what you guys do here as well you know mm. you would work today in culture <laughs> like trying to understand that that's the foundation like whatever whatever you do is uh, is an add-on mm. on top of the culture if you have a bad culture you can have awesome tools but they're not going to take you anywhere. Mm. Yeah. In the end, we're all human. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the glue. It's the glue yeah. between people, between mm. between an organization, between different different things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also, you can say for us personally, that's what's happening now. We're getting a few more people on and it's it's so important for us that like that you share that vision and mm. and you also share the culture. And that also means that, that Nick and I, we've been running together for, for a while. And uh, so we have a very strong culture and that culture we also need to change mm. when there's other people coming in just as mm. li- they have to like merge with us and it has to be a good fit yeah. mm. um, and you have to dream about some of the same things because mm. that that's what's pushing stuff forward right mm. so before we dig into that a bit more mm. we're just gonna take a little break yes hyper talks welcome back um, before the break we were talking about culture and companies and such so what is it bespoke, or how is it to be at bespoke? What's a normal day now? I think it's, a, it's hard to describe a normal day. Yeah. Mm. Because a normal day is, uh, can be anything. Um, I think we, we have an office in, uh, in Copenhagen, mm. next to, uh, to the street food. And that's really nice. Mm-hmm. The Copenhagen street food. The Copenhagen street food. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not just <laughs> random street food. <laughs> not, 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 like, not that there's one, just the street one food. One street with one restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Office, yeah, yeah. Street. <laughs> but it was extremely cheap. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, with no ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's, that's really nice. And we've been, uh, we've been, been there since, uh, since August. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the most important thing in our, in our office is, uh, is our wall. Wall. The wall, mm. uh, because we, we really like to be uh, to be visual, mm. uh, and we like to uh, to when we've done r- research, like uh, put it up on the wall. Mm. Uh, it's also nice. We're in a in a big office where there's also a few other companies, mm. and whenever they uh, pass by, they would be asking questions about uh, some of the the things we have on the wall, mm. and you would have conversation, you would get new perspectives on things and stuff mm. like that. So that was one of our main requirements, uh, <laughs> like when we were looking for a new office, mm. that was the wall. Because we've had a few other offices. It's like, a cool space. Yeah. And we started in a church. And then, cool. uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. And then we, uh, we moved into more like a startup office. Uh, the basement. The basement, where uh, when you were in the, in the meeting room, mm. like you could hear when somebody was uh, flushing the <laughs> toilet upstairs. Oh, nice. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so, but now we found like a really nice space that also mm. fits a lot more with uh, with where we are as a company, mm. and it's gone from this very very startup to mm. uh, to a bit more of a pro space. So, mm. so that's really really nice. It's a nice, it's an old paper factory kind of space. Mm. Oh. It's a huge open office, and there's like seven, eight different companies. You know, from software developers to uh, Facebook games to a uh, clothing company and mm. consultants and so it's kind of very diverse and so is it like you just pick them like I need your help right now yeah it's <laughs> just super diverse like and like everybody's mm. doing really a different thing and I think that's super inspiring as well because mm. I don't know if you are within consultants like it's kind of boring to stay in the, <laughs> in the same place so like you actually see people doing very very different things mm. you know um, that's super inspiring as well so mm. what do you do and bespoke yeah mm. um, so we have like three main arms of our business so one that we call bespoke consulting <laughs> mm-hmm. which is just a uh, very traditional 
consulting to private organizations, very focused on uh, research, um, well, traditional consulting and, and, and some training, mm. but very much more focused on professionals, on executives, on, the, on, the, on, on private organizations. Mm. Then we have Bespoke Academy, which is much more focused on schools. So what we, what we did with you guys here in, at Hyper Island, mm -hmm. we, what we do at different uh, universities and schools, mm. and it's much more focused on, on, on the process, kind of actually sharing our process and mm. sharing our way of working with, with people. And then we have Bespoke Futures, which is the, the more inspirational arm of the business, mm -hmm. where we do like research projects of things that, are, that we're passionate about. But we do talks, we, do, uh, we write articles, thought pieces, mm -hmm. all those kind of things are more within, within future thinking and yeah. within kind of sharing content in that mm -hmm. sense. And it's pretty balanced kind of where we spend our time. Yeah? Mm -hmm. is, uh, we usually have between 10, 10, 15 projects at a time kind yeah. of happening yeah. simultaneously uh, and some of you know there's sometimes some projects are less busy for a couple of weeks and they get very busy so it's really like it's always every day is different in that sense because every day you're focused on something 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 new and that's that's a challenge because you have to be very good you need to be very good at like focusing and distributing your time and your attention mm. and coordinating within the team mm. what's the trick to that uh, I think we're doing something very interesting this year as well. We're started uh, we experience uh, quite often that uh, that you know because you're having a lot of different projects and a lot of different things going on that it, it's quite e easy to get disturbed. Mm. So so now we're we're working with the concept where like from from uh, morning till uh, till lunch, that's like maker time. That's mm -hmm. the time where we where we build stuff, okay. and so so you have like that period. That's kind of your that the focus time, and sometimes mm -hmm. you're you're doing some work with somebody else, and sometimes you're doing something Hello. on your own. But like if we have to develop a proposal for something, or if we have to like research or mm -hmm. do some of those things, or maybe uh, make sense of some research, mm -hmm. like that's the time. It's also the time where you're most fresh. And then uh, then after lunch, that's for you know all those emails, that's yeah. for <laughs> phone calls, that's for mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? We're looking forward to see how like. <laughs> How clients and people are gonna react to that, but I believe actually they're gonna they're gonna like it mm -hmm. uh, because it's gonna like believe also mm -hmm. on the quality uh, in some aspects and, uh, and we really we really try to also in the culture constantly question like how is things being mm -hmm. done mm -hmm. and can we do it better and maybe and why why should we do certain things yeah to try to develop hack sometimes some of mm -hmm. the, the ways that it's that is done to make it fit fit us and, and fit the culture that mm -hmm. that we would like. We are we are in the office uh, normally in the um, in those hours. Mm. Very often, to be honest, we are traveling quite a bit. Mm. We like to be with the client. Um, we like to uh, to understand their world mm. better, like being around, immerse yeah. ourselves into mm. uh, into the field a bit more. But of course, as, as still a, a young company mm. and and running it, there's a lot more hours mm. put into it mm. than just the traditional like mm. nine to five. So mm. for us, it's like, especially for us, I would say, yeah. um, you're never off, really. Like you're always in some in some way. So that's why it's so important to to do something that you really like and that you mm. really love. Because mm -hmm. it's not that I forget about what we do when I go home. Like, it's always in my head. And like mm. on the weekends, I'm reading stuff that uh, I find inspiring through our mm. work. 
and if I have to meet somebody in the weekend, uh, uh, I do it, and we have a beer, and we mm. have a good time, and mm. it's it's kind of work, but it's also not. It's mm. also mm. it's also pleasure, and it's so we're really trying to question as well, like so, what what is that we really enjoy doing, and mm. and what is valuable to to our work and to to make our company grow, um, because we don't like this dis- distinction between work and the way what work and life like work life balance that's mm-hmm. like it's more is like, for us it's kind of a little bit of a myth mm-hmm. like, so we we aspire more to to have like work life integration mm-hmm. in that sense mm-hmm. so like do what you love and love what you do and mm-hmm. otherwise like you you because you're never really really off yeah. um, it's more it, about allocating time for certain things for central yeah. things yeah. yeah so like some yeah. and then you have the freedom i mean like sometimes you know you just want to have the morning off and I don't know, go for a run mm. and then you just work in the afternoon and like and I think that's the benefit as well um, mm. of course it's challenging to make that fit to to the standard but it's also a gift right that, that you have that freedom to I don't know mm. if you want to take a little holiday you can do it and work from somewhere else and, and it's not that hard yeah. <laughs> it's mm. not that difficult right I think also like I like to think about like there's sometimes there's two types of entrepreneurs, right? Mm. There's there's one uh, one type, and that's the, the the character you often hear about in Silicon Valley. You know, mm. get a great idea, like scale it and mm-hmm. sell it for two hundred million, and get another one, right? Mm-hmm. Invest it somewhere and or retire <laughs> and retire yeah. or something like that, right? And and uh, I think we uh, we belong more to like maybe a different group that kind of like there was some content. Mm-hmm. that we fell in love with mm-hmm. and we want to make a living out of it. It's not that one is more right than the other, mm-hmm. but we definitely uh, fit to that group. And that also means that like, like when you're trying to, when I go, I've just been on holiday now mm-hmm. like, and I'm fighting not to read articles. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying, I know I need to clear my head, but like yeah. there's stuff I want to know and I heard about this thing and you're like, eh, and, yeah. I like uh, and then I start uh, texting or writing Nick and uh, and he he's writing back, you're on holiday, stop doing that, right? And, you know, so so it's also, uh, that's really nice. And yeah. that's when you come back to when you said like Bespoke was the, an answer, an answer to our dream job. It is because we're working with something that... Uh, we love we love the content. We also say we we pick a lot when it comes to 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 clients and stuff. Mm. It's it has to be somebody that's uh, that's nice. Mm. I I'd like uh, a client that pays a lot but is an asshole. He's not like I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not welcome, right? Yeah. Because I don't want to be dealing with that, right? Yeah. So it's uh, about having fun as well. It's like about having fun. I think uh, it's very much the millennial mindset, right? Mm. Of, and when you say work life integration, mm. like that's the thing. Mm. It's like. It's a hobby and a job at the same time. Mm. Speaking uh, about that, like content-wise, uh, because mm. since you're dealing a lot with the future and researching and like mm. connecting dots all the time, what would you say that you in- are most interested in today? Like, what do you think? What trends mm. are you passionate about? We, we've been days? we've been diving a lot into generations mm. this couple last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been like a. Of course, like you, you always read about those things and. We always explore those things, but we've been doing it more consistently for the last couple of months, and it's yeah, it's amazing how <laughs> all the meat that you find in there kind of there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. relevant for yeah, so many industries, so many different projects. Do you mean like different generations or the yeah, like kind of like the characteristics of of our generation, for instance, mm-hmm. like um, because I think we talk about oh, how do we do things and. And you know, Hyper Island is a very, is a very different school than traditional schools, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is not a coincidence. That's that is, uh, that's an answer also to a generational shift. 
Because how do you? Like, because how do you see the generation now? Because it's seems like it's shorter time spans, or how we change mm -hmm. so much. Like yeah. before, you'd see a specific yeah. generations of like the hippie movements, and then mm -hmm. you'd have like. But today, it's like the different kinds of generations mm -hmm. are very. It's a. I don't know. It, can you call it still a generation soon, or is yeah, it starting to disappear? Yeah, that's a good perspective. Yeah. I think like there? I think some of the things that are interesting about our generation, like the generation Y, millennial generation, people mm -hmm. between I don't know, twenty to thirty, thirty five years old, kind of in that span. Um, I think is is that it's the first uh, global generation. Mm -hmm. Like before, it was very much when we talk about generations like baby boomers or uh, generation X. That's pretty much within the Western world. But I think like with this generation, I think. We it's the first time that kind of there is like a global, uh, a global generation. Yeah, so we have a lot of things in common with I don't know, people from South Korea, from Brazil, from Australia. Like, almost like that's more important than our nationalities somehow. Like, and here you have people from all over the world, and like you interact and you share some same mindset, even though you speak very different languages and you have cultural differences. Like. You share a lot of the same, and 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 I think like that is super interesting as well, and and I think it will is redefining uh, everything in different countries in around the world as well. So yeah, maybe you used to be from the the same city, and that was like made yeah. if where you found your friends. And yeah. now, like if you're into some weird metal rock thing there will be a lot of communities online yeah, you can yeah. find a lot of people that share that passion yeah. you grow that passion you grow that like yeah. part of you and, yeah. Yeah. but the technology kind of like is allowing mm. that everybody can find their space in a way like so you had like i don't know if you were a geek back mm. in the days you were pretty isolated yeah. you know like now a geek invented facebook and he's a millionaire <laughs> and he's one of the richest guys in the world yeah. the coolest guys in the world Right, so like, uh, if you're a geek now, you can connect with other geeks. If you mm. love ballet or Jamie Oliver, like you can connect mm. to those people and have a, some sort of community and shared interest. And mm. it sounds so basic and so simple for us, maybe, but I think it's really redefining a lot of mm. a lot of things. Just this right. idea of having a global mindset, because especially like uh, today that we are talking so much about uh, borders and uh, you know with all the migration crisis and all those those kind of things there's so much talk about like borders and like mm. who is from a country and who is not and all those mm. things um when in reality you know like realities that everybody's moving around like mm. you know like uh you can live here for a couple of years and you're gonna move you're gonna these like we're not attached to those things anymore as maybe the older generations mm. like uh, maybe we have of course some connection with our roots and where we live and where we're from but but like we don't have that kind of sense of borders or countries as as we used to. No, it's more important that we share, you know, mindset and values and interest. Mm -hmm. That's one of those questions. Like when people ask where you're from, it's like you shouldn't be asking that. It's more like where are you a local? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's more exactly because it doesn't really matter where you're from anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's mm -hmm. where, where you find yourself at home or where. It's true. Yeah. We like to use the word of the, the local mindset, the local, right? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. of course, you need to have something that's local for yeah. you. And, yeah. mm. But it's also, you have the, the global perspective yeah. mm. in that. And you're always connected, like, right? Skin word. Yeah. Yeah. Local. yeah, because you need to, to have the global mind, but also mm. act local, because that's how you can create mm. uh, value and change, right? So, yeah. And we try to apply that as well. And 
that bespoke kind of we like we are from Copenhagen in that sense like so we mm. there's a lot of meaning behind that right mm. by being there and being in that context mm. right but we have a glo- a global mind I mean we have clients from all over the world mm. and we want to build a global company mm. because uh, you know we are part of that movement we're part of that mindset and we believe that that like we should connect and we should exchange ideas and mm. make the world a more connected and interactive place mm. and, and we see that as a as a value not as a liability mm. so but but we are very aware that we, in order to do that we need to be based somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. And you need that physical space still somewhere yeah, yeah. Somewhere cultural space, well, yeah. you need that wall like we need, <laughs> we need, we need the, the wall, wall right <laughs> and so far it's not been digital yet but yeah, <laughs> well, that's true but when you're talking to like when i'm talking to my dad and mm. his generation right it was much more like you know get a job and like uh, find out what you want to do and then just like do it and be like uh, retire at some point mm. and play some golf right and make sure that you saved up right yeah, so yeah. that you can play golf and i mm. think like i sense like that our generation and the the millennial generation is much more like it's it's about the ride yeah. it's not it's not only about like uh, where you end right mm. um, it's it's about the ride along yeah. the way yeah. right? i mean like the millennials looking at the generation that you know we're not buying property for example no mm. like and it's like it's, it's becoming it's so expensive a, it's going so expensive <laughs> and you know that you probably will that you want to move yeah. like mm. yeah. and you don't want to buy yeah. cars mm. you don't want to buy like things that before were you know a given that you are certain born you you know you become 30 whatever you you get married you have a kid you get your house you get your car kind of that's mm. life right and mm. now we are really like irreverent towards that kind of like mm. you know that maybe you don't need a house like maybe it's easier just to rent because mm. the market will change and mm. you don't know you're going to change job as well and uh, you kind of you're all in constant movement right so that so sense it's a, of ownership. It's a different, it's yeah. a different dynamic in that. In that sense. We need the access. We don't need the ownership. Yeah. In the same mm-hmm. way, right? I'm not sure I'm, I'll ever gonna own a car. No. I haven't done so far. No. I have a motorbike though, but <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's but that's cool. different. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> and I really want an electric one. Like, but that's that's another story, right? Yeah. But it's it's that's quite interesting. Way. That's not a need. <laughs> that, that is definitely a need. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a must-have. Like when you ever if you ever try to drive an electric motorbike, you know that it that is the need. future. Yeah. The thing of like no yeah. sound, just like mm-hmm. wind. And that's the sound. What that's happens amazing. if they become self-driving? The motorbikes. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a good question because uh, like I guess for a car often it's like transportation or it's getting you from A to B yeah. or a motorbike at least for me is like it's uh, it's all about the ride mm. right Experience. so Experience. so I'm not sure and I well, that's that's a that's an interesting interesting question but I don't believe that that there will only be self driving cars maybe in the future mm-hmm. I believe that and we believe also when mm. we when we do research and, mm. and talk about the future that a lot of there's going to be a lot of scenarios happening mm. at the same time. Mm. Mm. It's not that like one day like the the car industry is only going to be self driven, mm. right? Like mm. it's going to be probably somebody owning and maybe maybe uh, maybe some parts of it will be stronger than others, but yeah. then you also have like it's still a big world, right? And yeah. and there will be countries where it would be different than other countries, mm. right? Mm. So so there will be a lot of realities happening at the same time. Mm. The future is not democratic in that sense. It no. will not happen at the same time. Yeah. It will be different, mm. different scenarios in mm. different places and different contexts. Mm. Well, I think we all it might become more of like you're saying experience in that mm. point as well, but just like a lot of um, 
like writing with a pen today has mm. become more of a like people go into like they nerd into it and yes. become it becomes a craftsmanship yeah. like the pen the penman I think it's called like to <laughs> become a penman is a thing yeah yeah uh, nobody's writing on by hand <laughs> but also send, I mean, sending letters or something like yeah that's mm. like a really nice thing today yeah <laughs> right like this we value that and yeah it's not anymore about efficiency it's actually about the uh, putting time putting time and energy mm. and effort into something yeah. So what else will happen in the future? What do you think? What else? What no, is, what what's the next generation yeah. going to think is embarrassing or something? That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. They're going to be looking at us and like, you're still trying to type. That's what's interesting about like the next generation, like yeah. the ones that's coming after the millennials. Yeah. It's like that. Does it have a name? Generation set. Set. Ah. The sets. So, but the, what they, like, they grew up with technology mm. in a different way than we did. Mm. I remember... The phone, like, you know, the old school mm. phone at my parents' house that you had to mm. call. Say, if I wanted to play with a mm. friend, like, I had to call mm. that, that way, right? And, mm. and uh, my nephew now, mm. like, he never experienced that, right? No. He, he was the kid, you know, that was sitting uh, sitting with a magazine and, like, trying to, to zoom in on it <laughs> like it was an iPad, right? <laughs> uh, so so for, for him, he doesn't have, like, that uh, division of, for example, technology mm. and analog. Yeah. For yeah. him, like it's it's merged, it's blurred yeah. in yeah. some way, and I think that's very interesting. Mm. Also, I can tell for myself, like I, I, for me, it's sometimes challenging. For example, if I go to Facebook, mm. right, I get sucked into the to the news feed, right? yeah. <laughs> into the feed there, and I have a very hard mm. time curating. Mm. Where I can already see now on my like uh, on my nephew when when he's getting exposed to stuff, he's much much better at curating mm. and mm. and blocking things out and saying now I want to like now I don't want this anymore. Okay. Where mm. I just keep on looking, I can't okay. stop. Right, <laughs> where he he grew up with it in a different way. I think it's gonna be a pretty cool generation. Yeah, I think our generation like we are super self centered. Like mm. we think that we deserve a lot. Mm-hmm. We think that we are so special. We need <laughs> to find our purpose and like. Uh, yeah, we're super self-centered. Like we, we, you know, we think that we're special, that we're different, and we want to live life. You know that everything's perfect, and we have the beautiful Instagram filters in all our pictures, <laughs> right? Like while that new generation, you know, the teenagers today, like uh, the kids, like they are, you know, they're the Snapchat generation. Like they're mm. they don't they're not afraid of making being a fool of themselves, no, and they, they you know they they grew up with X Factor, so. And like YouTube channels, mm-hmm. uh, so they know that they can be famous at any time. They know that they it's just like a, a matter, matter of time. Yeah, it's a matter of time. <laughs> so like, th- there's not that pressure of like uh, success that maybe we have, right? yeah. um, which is super interesting. And like, they're much more uh, about giving, right? Yeah. Giving back, giving yeah. to somebody else, and even that they're like the more connected generation mm. for example mm. they still prefer to speak face to face to their parents mm. right like they, they 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 prefer like physical contact and interaction while mm. we are much more into our screens mm. right uh, because yeah, like we and like we have just like 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 you said only like we had the division of like we knew a world without technology and we know the world with technology today so it's like we had those two experiences and 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 like our online profiles are not necessarily ourselves, mm. while for those guys it, it's just the same. It's just it's all blurred. It's just blurred. Yeah. It's, like, it's just one continuous mm. experience. Mm. I don't think like that makes them more authentic, maybe in a way. So I'm looking forward to see like what's gonna happen in the next ten years mm. when they become the you know the guys leading. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you always have a, you always have um, 
you know, what, what we call youth, kind of uh, being young, kind of uh -huh. between 18 to 25 years old, kind of that period of being mm. young, that's, mm. that's at the top of the pyramid of influence if you call it like that right so like they influence the younger the younger ones the teenagers and they also influence a little bit older ones mm. right um, and today the millennials are at the top but like they will be replaced soon as well uh, by these other guys and they will be influencing the world yeah <laughs> I feel yeah. so old now I feel so old now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so miserable <laughs> I'm not gonna let them now I understand why the older generation doesn't want to embrace change yes exactly <laughs> suddenly you don't like it either right yeah but selfies are yeah, cool no. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no I think also like in the future we'll find a new natural way of um, engaging with our cell phones and like being in contact with the analog world and uh, intimate contact, like touching yes, people yeah. and stuff like that, and and the, the digital world. Because I think that now it's very unnatural. We can sit at a restaurant and everyone is just looking into yes. their phones. And I mean, like we haven't really found out how to do mm -hmm. that yet. Yeah. But I think it must, it must backfire at some point. Yeah. It must change yeah. because it doesn't work. I think that's the next step of technology, yeah. actually. Like to now, now, like it's been a lot about uh, accelerating and like um, reaching out more mm. people. So mm. like this, you know, almost everyone in the world has a smartphone. Mm -hmm. Maybe at in the developed world and like, um, but I think the next step is to actually you know work with the human experience. Mm. We've been we've been also exploring that for for mm. for some time as well. Like the role of technology into enhancing your human experience. Mm. So like that you maybe have better relationships that you live better and, and we already experienced that I mean like apps that help us sleep better mm. yeah, or yeah, that yeah. Uh, help us eat better and mm. meditate mm. and connect with our friends mm. in a meaningful way so it's like I think like that's that's the next step it's kind of actually mm. act enhancing our lives not just making us um, uh, trapped in technology no. but actually no. using technology as an enabler of, of, of a better human experience but that's what I love when, when you I love the quote of like whatever we design mm -hmm. end up designing us yeah. yeah right yeah so you know when we design an app to measure our sleep mm. it teaches us about how we sleep and we change behavior yeah. right because we realize <laughs> maybe we don't sleep enough yeah. even though we claim we do nine hours maybe we only do six right yeah. And, yeah. and we can see whenever we have been drinking too much coffee mm. it affects us mm. and um, and then we have to like, and then we start designing new things, new technologies mm. that's telling us something about, mm. about ourselves again, and, mm. and making our human conscious, like like hiring that, mm. yeah. and and uh, making us know more about ourselves. Yeah. Right? And I think that's that's what's really interesting with technology mm. in the future. You also see uh, more and more like games, for example, mm. for for kids mm. having that physical element yes. involved that you were talking about before. Mm. You have games where where a kid, you know, uh, has to, uh, so one where they have like an egg and mm. there's a polar bear like in uh, on the screen and mm. then you have like this small physical egg and mm. for, with the polar bear starts uh, like sweating and you have to put that egg into the freezer oh. like and wait a while mm. and then the polar bear gets cold and then you have to take <laughs> it out and heat it up with your hands. <laughs> you know, those kind of games mm. that uh, that is much more physical and takes the, mm. the physical world mm. into uh, consideration. Mm. So yeah, I think that's quite exciting mm -hmm. to see to see how that mm -hmm. also comes into the more let's say the professional world. Mm -hmm. Now it's like more games, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that's cool. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. And it yeah. means the technology will probably be quite invisible in the future as well. It's Genius. just a part of us. You say smartphones, but yeah. you know that that's reality <laughs> is you're not going to have that little screen. No. Because it's annoying and it's too small <laughs> and it's yeah. like all that stuff. It's yeah. like, of course, it will be more integrated. Right? Mm. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, the, um, we'll get a round off of there. Um, yeah. But if we, people want to like continue having this discussion with you guys, uh, mm. what's the best way to get in contact with you? Go to uh, Copenhagen Street Food. And, <laughs> and, and grab a coffee. Ask for bespoke, Ask and, for bespoke and, and get a coffee. Ice cream. Get a discount. No, you can go to, to our website. Yeah. It is uh, bespokecph.com. Yeah. We have uh, also a newsletter there we like to, to share. Yeah. Cool. The, the stuff that we know we believe we're from that generation yeah. where we like to share <laughs> and we don't believe in like hiding anything if you guys want to talk to me or Nora uh, I'm on Twitter at kblimling and yeah. Nora as well I'm also on Twitter at uh, Nora Rar <laughs> actually that was the Twitter name from like 2005 or something and I hadn't even changed it that's <laughs> impressive though 2005 Twitter yeah, yeah well oh. first mover 11 years it's like uh, 11 perhaps, years now yeah, perhaps it was a little bit later but I remember it's far yeah long time ago yeah. or you can reach uh, our official um, podcast channel is uh, yeah. at Talks Hyper mm. um, and now for maybe a checkout question yeah um, what do you take with you? <laughs> that's from this conversation. Yeah, that's good. Like inspiration. What, you want to start? Yeah, I yeah actually because <laughs> that's why. I'm that's what you want. To do. <laughs> that's oh, it was a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like an idea, and then you do the research afterwards. <laughs> it's like very selfish. <laughs> selfish uh, co-host. Um, <laughs> no, I I just I just got hung up on this uh, generation. Z that is coming after us and just uh, I'm really curious about what they will think we're like and what things they will what areas they will think we're very boring and traditional (laughs) and that we need to change I'm actually really curious about what that will be and also what types of things that will be really really not trendy like so 2016 that's um, I think that's interesting because everything moves so fast nowadays so i'm going to go home and think about that for a minute check out i would say i'm thinking as well about that generation but more in the evil mastermind way of how (laughs) how can i learn from them and how can i use them in the future hack them in the the future yeah that's what i'm going for yeah yeah ring with me uh yeah nice conversation Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for inviting us Mm -hmm. uh yeah to have a nice chat and yeah, nice experience these days here in, in Stockholm mm. at Hyper. Mm. You're very welcoming and yeah, it's been fantastic. Mm. Looking forward to come back soon. Uh, and see also like where you are and what yeah. you're doing, yeah. your your projects. You're welcome to come back. Yeah, yeah. come back whenever. Of course. <laughs> Check out. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for, for hosting this. Um I think what I bring with me is that the future is good. Yeah. That, uh, mm-hmm. that a lot of things we're talking about in the end of the day is like trying to enhance lives mm-hmm. and it, uh, it makes me warm inside <laughs> that we're going a good direction and as a humanity I also believe that mm-hmm. uh, we can solve some of the challenges that's uh, lying ahead mm-hmm. so the future is, uh, is good it's bright yeah. it's bright 
What a nice ending. Thank you. should be a priest. We have an office in the church. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you so much.